0: Welcome back to the Social Seller Podcast with Connor Paulson, where we interview the world's highest quality communicators, professionals, business owners, creatives, and everything in between. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, if you're a high quality communicator, there's a good chance you're living a lot happier life, but you're also bringing those opportunities into your life almost like a magnet. My guarantee is that on this show, we only interview people that I, one, look up to, and two, that I know are gonna continue to kill the game for years to come, and I wanna make sure they're on your radar. But what I've learned is by asking the best questions Questions, we get the best responses and that's what the highest quality communicators are social sellers are all about Let's hop inside to the social seller podcast Welcome back to the social seller podcast with Connor Paulson today We have the real estate Pat not only one of my closest friends best friends in the world Someone I met in San Diego here in the last couple years now. It's not often that I get to have someone I consider a brother for life and a business owner who just hit a huge milestone and sold one of his real estate media companies. We'll dive into that, and I'm excited to honestly learn more about what the, the other companies you have going on, the opportunities to dive into how we both have used influence in different ways, to maybe getting into spirituality. But Pat, thank you for showing up, and I know we've been planning for this for a while, and I feel like this is the time to do it to celebrate a milestone. Why'd you come today?
1: well okay so you know this is a long time coming connor uh i've got a call this morning and say we're doing a podcast and let's rip it so let's talk about you know starting a company selling it with no phone no bank account sleeping outside let's talk about spirituality and doing the world's strongest psychedelics and breaking through and break down going to a whole nother level mentally emotionally spiritually i mean the world is just meant to be lived and experienced so i don't think there's any topic that's gonna be really off limits here
0: I like it. I mean, these are our normal conversations, man. So I'm a little worried, but we started a new series called four beers in one hour. And we're going to see if we can delay them long enough for an hour. So typically we're doing these interviews in the morning, the way this worked out and with the schedules picking up for everyone, we had to do it now. And Oscar, thanks again. Pat, thank you for being here. Let's hop right in. Absolutely. And to give context, Padres are playing right behind Oscar right now. A game just started, so if you hear any noise, hopefully some cheering, we should be set. Now, Pat, we met to give context, (laughs) waving outside of each other's apartment windows after we didn't meet at a dinner because our girlfriends got invited to an influencer dinner at the time. Both ex-girlfriends. Both of our ex-girlfriends got us to
1: an influencer event. We met, we, we weren't at the same table, right? We weren't sitting at the same table, were we? No, you guys are sitting at the next table at Javier's afterwards. I have no idea. I okay, yeah. So our ex-girlfriends her. bring us to an event. We meet there. And then fast forward, I don't know, six months, whatever. We're, we're waving outside of the buildings. We live each other a low cross street from each other in downtown. Right before a pandemic hit, and we got to be really close. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could, We're definitely one of my best friends, Connor.
0: I love it, brother. Cheers. Cheers. So let's step in. Now, what I do know about you, Pat... You were born in Poland because you're famous dog known throughout all of San Diego County, the seventh largest city in the country. <laughs> Eighth is Dallas. Quick little brain hump. Now.
1: What's the sixth? Born
0: thing? in, I don't know, good question. <laughs> born in Poland, but you grew up in Seattle. Now you grew up in nature. You grew up hanging around big trees, hanging out in nature. It sounds like you didn't have a whole lot of friends from my understanding, but that's what made you unique. And so I'm excited to learn more about where did you get the social aspect?
1: So so flip it. So I was born in Seattle but lived in Poland growing up back and forth, like mainly during the summer. So both my parents are Polish. My dad ran away from communism in 87. So at age 7, he lost his mom. At age 13, he ran away from his dad and was basically on his own in communist Poland at age 13, he was forced into the army, defected with a few buddies after a few days, and ran away from Poland in 89 during, during, communist times. Fast forward, came to Seattle. My mom was also from Poland, had me super young. I did grow up in nature. I grew up camping, seeing Mount Rainier, Lake Washington, like Chelan, just basically being in the forest, being around nature and just really experiencing that side of life on a regular basis. And, you know, I had one of my, you know, I had a childhood friend growing up, Cameo, and uh, me and him just were basically brothers in arms. Our parents would all hang out together and stuff like that. So it wasn't a super big friend group, but, you know, had a couple of, like, really close people that spent my childhood with.
0: Uh, I love that you say that because I think that's the important thing too, and at times I forget, and I, I'm, I, when I evaluate my circles and friend group, you know there's degrees to it right and there's people that you know you can go to in almost any situation and you're really close with and you guys see eye to, eye to eye in the world and i'm also realizing it's also important the people i surround myself with need to be a, a good reflection of me and i'm realizing as i get older and as our companies grow it becomes more and more important so i'm glad that you say that because it doesn't really matter it's the quality quality over quantity well, i think is, is the
1: basis i feel like i've had this conversation quite a bit recently where it's like i i think when you start looking at your friends and your friend group and you start identifying that not every friend is for every social scenario. Like some friends you go party with, some friends you go to dinner with, some friends you go do beach activities with, some friends you go to a professional event with, right? And that's not a good or a bad, you just realize what scenarios you enjoy spending certain times with. Like your bookworm friend's probably not gonna enjoy the nightclub scene. Like don't force them to do that with you. You might not have the best time as your friend that's wild and spontaneous. So just understanding who your friends are and just, picking them and you know how do you spend time with them in appropriate scenarios
0: what are red flags for you and in someone in your life that should probably be distanced or, or cut off
1: if i don't feel happy around them i feel like i feel like your emotions are a really good indicator if we are on the right path or not like if your emotions you start realizing that that you're feeling bad or stressed out or anxious or you don't enjoy spending time with this person on a regular basis like every time you see that person also if if you you know, they're not a great influence. Like, if you're really trying to make yourself better and, and go down a path, and it's a person that's kind of a distraction, maybe they're fun, but they're kind of keeping you away from what you need to be doing, then it's just something to be mindful of.
0: Amen. So. Amen. And you have to evaluate it with the reality of how much you have to care about your future and the bigger picture. You're 28 years old. We're pretty much the same age.
1: Just turned 29.
0: Just turned 29. Yeah. I forgot. Leap year. Yeah. <laughs> Leap year. Now brother, at 29 years old, you sold a company. Not many 29-year-olds can say that. What is the trajectory? Why are you doing this? And what excites you when you wake up in the morning?
1: <sighs> well, okay. So let's backtrack a bit. So I, I had this drive inside of me pretty much my whole life. And I played soccer growing up as a kid. In high school, I started playing football. And football became my life. And... I went into college ball, got injured, and afterwards I was kind of lost. I didn't know what to do, but entrepreneurship, the hustle, is kind of something I've always been around. My dad always bought and sold stuff on Swapmeet and Craigslist. From a young kid, I grew up selling things. I was part of just basically the economy, so I knew I wanted to get into business. So I got taken under you know someone's wing, Quest Hawkins' wing, with my fashion jewelry company when I was like 18, 19 years old, and. One thing I knew is I just always was going to be around business. So my drive and passion got to switch from, you know, football and into entrepreneurship. And now, I'd say I was coming out of some massive, you know, emotional things that I may have not understood during that early path, right? So I had codependency issues. I had a chip on my shoulder. I was angry. It was I the was the codependency?
0: On like who were you? Well, but just was just it a relationship. Just, just, well, okay, so. Parent?
1: Oh man, wow, we really do have a bunch of topics to go over, don't we? Um, fuck. Okay, so I'd say my first real love, my first relationship, made me realize that I had things that were wrong with me, that I was not happy with, and I was completely oblivious to. And once I started becoming aware of them, then I got to make a choice that I was going to work on them. And some of those were codependency issues. Some of those were issues in narcissism, ego. I, I thought I was really confident, but really I was compensating for a lack of confidence. I realized that my behavior, my actions, was coming out in ways that were lashing out at people or, or, or just unhealthy patterns. And I was trying to be you know, vengeful and just like, fuck the world, I'm, I'm gonna go get it. And it wasn't coming out of a place of love. And it wasn't coming out of a place of happiness. And, you know, those are the feelings I actually wanted to feel. So uh, personal development's a topic. I've been been doing personal development for about 10 years. And I say, you know, I started off with learning about um, behavioral therapy and- uh, Where
0: at? were Were you reading books, YouTube?
1: Reading books, internet articles. I'd say, you know, breakdown leads to breakthrough. A lot of times when I went through like a fight with my ex or a scenario that just kind of hurt, then I would try to understand it. I try to understand neurolinguistic programming. You know, I try to understand psychology. I try, try to just learn more about it to figure out my own opinion. And it then led towards, you know, kind of understanding more about myself and why. And sometimes you don't like the things you learn about yourself. Sometimes you, you know, don't enjoy going back and be like, yeah, like, this is something I had to work on. And when we grow up, we don't have anyone else's perspective on childhood we have no one else's perspective on life so the way you grew up kind of just seems normal to you so i thought getting my ass whipped as a kid was normal i thought you know all the things i experienced were normal you know in poland we i went and lived on a farm you want to take a bath you put hot water over the fire and then you take cold water you mix it together you get in a tub and like that's your bath like that's how you shower right that was normal to me but you realize that that's not normal to other people so i think that's part of part of learning about yourself is unraveling the the different types of scenarios and experiences you've had and behaviors you've picked up to try to be a more balanced mindful person
0: right amen it goes back to pattern recognition Mm -hmm. i realize it's just When we're in our environments and being especially aware of like you said earlier our emotions they're such good filters right Mm -hmm. and and i'm realizing as i get older it's more intuition than anything and if i'm more and more present the more and more i'm aware of my environment right Mm -hmm. so i love that you share that now
1: we were originally on business I don't know. No,
0: I, we can go down some rabbit holes because usually I wouldn't oh, allow yeah, this, can. but I, it's just because I know it'll take us to some crazy places. And I think a, a, a really good place for us to talk that we've never talked about on the social seller. First, we got to get through some of the business stuff, right? So give some context. Now, anyone that comes onto the social seller podcast, this I believe will be in the mid twenties episode wise. So it's consecutive weeks, right? Now, a big qualifier is these are people that I genuinely know need to be on everyone else's radar because these are people that their rocket ships have taken off, but maybe they haven't had the publicity yet, but because I'm in the business environment and and our work at Uptown Creation is online and I get a, you know, my day to day job is talking to CEOs of publicly traded companies. They're like, cool companies. I'm learning, right? I'm intimidated on certain calls. And I say this all because you bring that in a big, a big part of being a social seller is that it goes way beyond the sales, right? The most effective human being beings are living in congruency with their values, right? So it's saying, I value these things, this is what I stand for, this is what I will continue to, but my actions each day should be aligned with them. And now, no one's perfect, and I will be the first to admit it, but I try my absolute best, and I know each day is getting closer and closer to that. So it adds another level of fulfillment like you talked about. If, you're, if your reasons aren't aligned, If it's not somehow coming out of love, and I feel like the only reason you and me can talk about that, for me, if I was, you know, if we were talking three years ago, I wasn't in the spirituality scene well enough to really understand what you mean when you say, yeah, it is, out of love, right? Mm -hmm. The strongest emotion in the universe. All right, to flip it though, business. You were fucking homeless, brother. Like, that was before I met you. When I met you, I could tell you had fun. You were very, very social. You knew everyone downtown. I had heard stories about you running clubs on the East Coast, wearing a fur jacket, walking into work. With a cigar in the other hand, I know stories that you are just a legend in Tijuana and barely <laughs> let back. I'm sure somewhere in Seattle, you're on a one poster. And I just want to know what built the foundation for you in finding that business success. Because I'm guessing it didn't always go as well.
1: Hmm. What's the magic sauce? What's the secret sauce? Um, I just have a relentless persistence to to go and get it. You can't, I don't accept loss. I don't accept failure. What if we talk
0: more, more so to, to instead of like, not you, but you're speaking to someone right? Like we're speaking to who's ever listening that this could provide a lot of value. Well,
1: I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to really go for it, then I'm still going to say the same thing. You have to have a resilience. You have to be relentless towards getting the result that you want and not accepting no. And you're going to face a lot of challenges and changes. You're going to face changes in your friendship circles because your priority is different. In the dictionary, when you look at priorities, you see priority, you can have one. And if you start having different types of you know focuses then your drive gets split you'll be focused on women and when you're and you know your business and this and that so you have to really understand that if you're going to go down this path you're going to have to commit to this path and if you do commit to it then it will reward you but you really have to choose it and there's going to be a lot of changes you have to spend your time differently you're going to start realizing that the people you want to do business with Operate during business hours, and you have to be awake during that. You, they operate off of systems, and they're organized, and there's procedures, and they expect calendar invites, and they want their product fast, and customer service is important. And there's so many different aspects of a business. You have to be the la- you have to understand the laborer, which is the person that fulfills the product or the service. You have to understand the manager, which is built the systems, and everything goes into it, and you have to also be the visionary and have the you know ability to scale and grow it. So there's just so much to it. Just if you're going to go down this route. You have to commit to it. This is not a one-foot-in, one-foot-out. It's not easy. It's also not fucking always fun, to be honest. It kinda it's sucks it's
0: fun. The only reason why it sucks, and what I feel like business owners, and what I wish I would have heard earlier, when everyone said, yeah, it sucked, you got to put in the hours, right? And I worked the 18-hour days through college and like, did that. And looking back, it was just I, I could have been a lot more efficient with my time, but I almost loved it because I saw the guys I looked up to, the Elons and the, the, the Bills and the, the Marks and they were doing it. So I thought that made sense. Now there's always going to be a balance and I'm realizing in life at this stage, I need to find sustainability, right? We had a call this morning and we have the type of friendship and brotherhood that like any quality friend, Oscar, you're, you know, we've had the conversations where we ask close friends to call us out on our bullshit, like whenever you see it in any circumstance. So, I think that's a big a big play in this. And I've hinted at The Way of the Superior Man. and Love that book. Right? Love that book. Unreal. At Unreal. least four
1: or five times in this conversation already I've thought about it. I, like,
0: it's, it's it, so I wish I would have read it as a freshman in college. I don't think I would have understood it beforehand. Even if I read it as a freshman in college. And guys, I highly recommend it. And the same author has the same book. I'm just not remembering the title but they have it for women and it's understanding masculine and feminine energy and how there needs to be a dynamic and, uh, an even flow. And when you start to realize it, you learn what to do in the bedroom. And I think most of it to me applies just to the business, you know, like the energy that I want to show up in, in every environment, every door I walk into. Either
1: Machado or Tati. Oh, there's fireworks We got fireworks. And a
0: sunset going down. And to give quick yeah. context i have not worn this outfit and attire quite yet i got back directly from these guys were waiting on me oscar was set up thanks pat thanks for your patience leaving a networking event but i, I wanted to get some door knocking in and there's a big competition going on so let's hop back in man because I've learned so much from you and what I can tell you as a friend, you are very unique in a handful of ways and I'm realizing I gravitate towards people that are very unique and I think being unique in this term could mean some people say you're a little off like my dad Rick would say growing up. That guy's a little off, maybe a little fruity, right? <laughs> he calls I, me that. I, I, the reason I can say it is because he calls me that. He's like, Connor, you live in a fairy tale land. Yeah, he told me that at a young good, age. You're be then...
1: best grandfather out there. <laughs> and you're living in California. Farmer, 64
0: years old, climbing up and down bins. <laughs> still in his mind is like wants to sock him bopper with bare oh fists, and Man. yeah anyway growing up now, on the farm, huh it's the life you learn you learn hard work i one of my the best very easy to understand piece of advice my dad told me was two of them number one like this backs what you said earlier how you make people feel is how they remember you and i'm realizing it applies so much in personal life women you meet men you're attracted to, to Oscar wanting to meet new clients at the gym, right? Like there's so many contexts. And I think in a spiritual sense, we talk about energy in that context. The advice that he also told me again, as a farmer and growing up as a farm kid and showing cattle, showing hogs, which is like a joke out here. I've never met anyone that's done that. So I stopped saying it. I stopped (laughs) bringing it up even on the doors. Like I've met like 3000 locals at their door and had a casual conversation. But my dad would say, as we're out working, putting up snow fence, doing whatever, People it'd be, use like, use your use your, brain, use your brain, don't use your back, right? Your back's going to give out. And I was like, all right, all right. Never really thought about it. And then it hit me like sophomore, junior year of college. And I was, at this point I had fully devoted, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And like you had said, you have to go all in. For me, a big realization is if you look at statistics and then you want to play mathematics against yourself, playing even conservatively, if you want to get into it and take a full leap in. And by full leap, I would define it at least four to five hours a day going towards whatever hustle you're going to do burn the for 10 years. boats. Connor. 10 years. You 10 years and you beat the island, statistics. Burn the boats. Willing to be broke for 10 years. And that's exactly what I thought at 19 when we started to gentlemen. Do care. things
1: other people won't so that you can live the life that other people can't. It's just that simple. You want to take the island burn the boats. In Batman, when he wanted to get out of the cave, he kept trying to climb that wall and he had the rope. It's when he took the rope off that he was able to make that jump. Burn the boat. You really want to do it?
0: burn the boat burn, burn the boat. boat and guess what by burning the boat does you sell a company at 29 years old and then you show up to an interview wearing a casual big hoodie to hide his milestone Rolly that is rocking his wrist right now and i, got, I have to call it out that, because that, that is a huge milestone a <laughs> well, oh we didn't even think dude we have so many crazy stories i haven't even brought up to and you living in a three million dollar home and and that, covid that was... not affecting us because oh, you were smart I had the best COVID. We but, had the best but you COVID. just got hit by a car the day of your birthday like like, who has that happened? 2 a.m., leaving the club, hops on an electric scooter, gets slammed by a car in the middle of the street. Yeah. No health insurance because he's in between switching companies. He just sold one like two weeks prior. And long story short, his Movado gets beat up.
1: I'm getting stitches on my conference table by a buddy. Nurses by a buddy. <laughs> and, and he has zero medical. medical Great honey for the healing. Yeah, that was a good story.
0: Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Your chin does look a little off, but it should heal over the next like decade. I know or two. You, you
1: called me today to do a podcast, and I'm halfway in between growing a beard and shaving. I don't know what's going on. You did
0: another interview earlier.
1: I book interview. There's. No oh, camera. I got
0: you. I got you. Okay. Where were we going so, with that?
1: Um, I have, I have been doing interviews lately. I'm on ABC, Fox, NBC. A Yahoo sell a company. Finance, People want to know who you are. Yeah.
0: And we'll have the company founder one of the founders it sounds like in the next few weeks as a quick little plant a seed build some anticipation we'll have the founder of aerial canvas Mm. on yeah. And that'll be really cool just because Dude, you guys are in a real estate space. It. They crush so, it. Right? They, I know okay,
1: it. So, so So for those that understand shoots and media, right? Okay, so. What so kind of shoots?
0: We're talking real estate pro- right now.
1: Property shoots, right? So you have a house. You have a house for sale. Say it's an average house, two to 3,000 square feet. You want to do some photos. You want to do some video. So you have to have someone go out good sunlight, good time of day, someone takes some photos, someone starts putting the equipment together, get the settings right, starts recording the house, then they get they travel back home, then they get that stuff uploaded, then they edit it, then they turn around this movie, then they deliver all that. They do that 600 times a month. <laughs> That's a lot of logistics to have that many people and that much memory teams, cards and uploading, debts, right? So I couldn't be more proud and happy to you know, spend the last four or five years building a book of business and building my clientele and building those relationships and have that pass on to a company that really cares. And I realized I was doing business with not just a good company, but good people. And that matters.
0: So give me some context because I haven't even asked you about this. Now, a lot of people that get into business, like starting any kind of company founding a company I'd say for at least 50% of my friends, if not more, the goal is to sell at some point, right? Some people want to sell in two years, maybe a tech company, five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever, why did you make the decision and when did you make the decision to sell and when did you know it was right? And then secondly, because most of us that are listening haven't sold a company, but maybe they're working towards it or maybe we have the dream of creating a company someday and doing something, because we know we're destined to do something what would you say the feeling's like now that you sold it what 2 weeks ago?
1: I mean, look, I I can give you like this nice flashy answer, but I'll just be real with you. I sold it because I lost passion for it. I did it for long enough and I realized I didn't want to continue doing it and I was going to be passionate about something else. And I live a life right now that to me freedom is being able to have complete control of my time. Yeah. And I may not have the yacht and the mansion and you know the, the four Ferraris in my driveway, but I'm really happy with where I'm at. And I gotta tell you, if you were to ask me what success is, it is that, it's happiness. I took a nap in the middle of the day after my walk on the beach. Like I'm happy. That, that to me is, is the milestone. So I sold my business you know, there was some strategy and some things, you know, that I wanted to set up for my next company and and everything like that. And yes, I got paid for it, but I, I sold it because I lost passion for it. And I, I want to be true to myself. I want to be true to my happiness. And after four or five years, it's okay to change what you want to do. And and I think people people think that this time they've committed to something for so long and they have to just continue doing it, whether it's the job they're in, the relationship they're in, where they live, what they do and and it's okay to change and it's okay to have things that make you happy changing you know so that's why that's part of the reason why i sold it man i did it, i did it for four or five years it was a great run i had some of the best memories i've ever had it's time for something different for me
0: what's the peak moment when did you hit the emotional highest point was it when you found out the actual proof that you were about to sell it was it the moment you did sell it? Was it the moment you saw money in your account? Was it like, what was it? What was the peak emotion point?
1: Honestly, the peak was not the destination. It was the journey. The peak was me thinking about how we started this with no bank account and no phone and no laptop and a Who's camera we? from Best Buy. So it was me originally starting it off in terms of buying the camera, starting the concept, starting the company. And then quickly, Gabe, my business partner for the companies, jumped on. And then a bear, our first like employee and videographer jumped on. And that was probably all within the first three, four months of incubation. And like we went to Mexico together, we did trips, we did events together. We bought more equipment and did more shoots and turned a better product. And we went turned to homes together and we did real estate organizations together. Like we just had an amazing ride and you know they talk about it's not the destination it's the journey so my peak moment looking back at the company it's it's that it was it's 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 the culmination of memories that pop up when i think about the last 4 or 5 years the ending selling it like i'm already on my next venture and something more passionate like it's the journey and just like what i'm what i'm hyped about right now is what i'm building right now and for me at 29 you know it may seem young I feel kind of old being in, being in this industry and kind of been doing this for a decade now and been selling shit for almost 20 years of my life. But to me, I get to have another spark of passion. I get to be excited about building things again, building CRMs again, building marketing emails again, setting up Instagram accounts, creating content, telling the about, telling, getting testimonials. Like that stuff pumps me up. Like Do you take all your wisdom and experience and apply it to something new and you get to do it again? Like that's what that's what I'm excited about.
0: I love it. You you just explained falling in love with the journey in, in such a better way that I think actually makes sense. Cause I remember, and I still hear it all the time, Gary Veal said it, Ed Milet, GC, like Brendan, right? Yep. And I get it, but you have to start doing it like most things I'm realizing in life to start getting why people are saying it, right? I had a realization this morning, can I share it really quick? Yep. With this YouTube stuff, right? We didn't start creating regular content, three to six videos, on YouTube until the third week of January, mm-hmm. right? And Chris and I looked at each other and we were like, all right, let's both commit to it. If collectively we can do this, mm-hmm. our, my job and Oscar's job, create long form content and, and get cool people on, right? And Oscar does all the magic behind to make it happen. Now, with that amount of time, it just shows, the, the realization today was sitting here right before, in between meetings, and it just hit me like, it's wild to think putting a little bit of consistency in something and at the same time understanding how do I want to put it this consistency has created momentum that we haven't felt before or experienced now it's opening doors that I wouldn't have ever experienced to getting messages about how this is impacting people's lives and we didn't know what the hell we were doing early on now you want everything to look really nice and that was a big part of it early on i wanted to, i know this <laughs> content can look 10x better and oscar and i both know that and that means i need to show up and provide 10x more value and so i need to learn and, and do this work but it's crazy being 23 weeks in and now just seeing well how it can impact man let's
1: let's talk about consistency because i i think a lot of people get inspired and inspiration is an amazing thing. Inspiration is almost the same. In fact, I'd say it's, it's, it's barely recognizable as uh, different than the feeling of accomplishment. Being able to feel inspired and feeling accomplished are so close as feelings and so awesome. So let's talk about consistency and inspiration. People get inspired. And I'll use fitness and health as an example. People get inspired. They, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, you know what? I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to e- start eating healthier. I'm going to make changes. And they wake up, and they do it. And they wake up at 5 AM, and they go to the gym, and, and you know they're sore, and they eat the salad instead of the French fries at lunch. And they do it for three four days. And then they start slipping, they start slipping, they start slipping. And it's hard to maintain a consistency, because what happens is your brain goes, OK, uh, I have willpower. This is good for me. I need to do this. I'm going to be healthy. And your body goes, no, I don't like that. I'd rather sleep in. It's cold outside. I'd sore when you do that. In the middle is you really have your willpower on whether you're going to get it done or not. So a lot of times people set these goals and expectations that are difficult to have that amount of willpower. So if you want to be consistent in something, start small. I understand you want to wake up early, go to the gym, eat healthy, start drinking water, go to sleep early. and But why don't you just start with waking up early for a couple weeks? why don't after a couple weeks of waking up early, why don't you just wake up early and go for a walk? You do that for a few weeks, why don't you then go for a walk and you just start drinking a little bit more water? And you start realizing that three, four, five months down the road, now you are doing all those things that you originally wanted to do, but you're able to ease into them. Same thing with business, same thing with every other concept in life. I know the end goal is this, but just ease into it. Enjoy the journey, take it slow. Time flies so quickly. What's a couple months? What's a, what's a year to be able to make significant change?
0: Absolutely, that ties into self-education. I'm realizing that is how to compound your life successes and happiness at the fastest rate. You hit on so many points. I think a lot of what can bring it together in my mind is sustainable systems, not only Mm -hmm. in business, but in life, right? So what you're Mm -hmm. saying is like, dude, we can't do everything. I made this mistake time and time again in college. I knew I wanted to wake up early and that was one of my highest priorities, but I also prioritized sleep. And I understand after reading a handful of books on sleep, modern science has shown like 97% of the world population. We need eight hours, eight to nine hours, right? Eight's my sweet spot. REM rem cycles. There's like 3% that need like five and can still function at that. Now I would not ever bank on, on being that 1%.
1: I took a nap today. Holy shit. It was so good. I did too. Oh, yeah. in the of the oh, day. oh It was dude, so that's, good. That's unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable.
0: So you didn't, you didn't do any work after you didn't do any work after, did you?
1: I showed up to a networking event. You now showed up to a networking
0: event. You did. So let's talk about that quick because one thing that you mentioned to me as social Pat, right? Everyone here knows you as real estate Pat mm-hmm. from here to Temecula and Seattle to Poland. Mm-hmm. Now, you being a social person don't like networking events is something you said you don't like traditional networking events i want to understand why because that does not make sense to me and i disagree completely
1: i mean just the dynamic of hey what do you do my name's this oh cool and then we have this two minute conversation and we don't really care and then we move on to the next person to have the same conversation it's just I like to sit down. I like to, I like to be in scenarios where we have an experience. Like I like having experiences. I, I'm gonna tell you, I'll probably be friends with the person I went skydiving with a lot longer than the person I met at a bar and exchanged business cards with. Amen. You know, like I just like having experiences. I, the life's not, I don't do monotonous. M- you know, my, mono- you give me monotony, I'll give you a pile of shit. Like make it interesting, make it lively. Make it, why not? Why Why keep it just boring? Just give me something that sets my soul on fire.
0: I, dude, I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's the why we live the life we want. And we want to start and we want to create our own like, shit. We'll work a 12-hour day and complain about, like, I couldn't imagine the life of clocking in from 9 to 5 every day oh, for someone else. That scares the shit out of me. Because what my life revolves around right now in life, and like you said earlier, every three to five years, our passions change. It's proven in study after study. Now right now in life what my like cardinal creed rule and foundational word is